What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Scale for Thoughts, episode number 11. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for tuning in. As always, I greatly, greatly appreciate you you taking the time to, to tune into this podcast. So today, before I start this episode, I want to just give a little disclaimer because um, I will be talking a little bit about not necessarily sexual abuse, but somewhere along those lines, um, nothing dark, nothing, um, yeah, nothing dark, thankfully. Um, but I do want to give that disclaimer that that will be a bit of a target of discussion because it could make some of you guys feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, I'll be talking a little bit about that and consent and those things that come when it comes to, to women or children, um, being asked or, um, being put in a position of that kind of behavior. So, um, so yeah, just, I, I wish I could word it better, but I really don't know how, how to really express it in a different way. But I just wanted to give that disclaimer to you guys before we dive into the episode. So um, a couple of weeks ago, to get to just go ahead and, and dive in, a couple of weeks ago, I picked up my son from school and um, I asked his teacher because his teacher was doing dismissal, dismissal that day, I noticed her. And um, when she came and walked into the car, I asked him how I asked her how he had been doing because he tends to take either a car or a stuffed animal or something to school. And, and he has been known to take those, those things out at learning time when he's not supposed to. So, um, I wanted to ask her because recently he had been, been taking this little stuffed animal, a tiger. And, um, and yeah, I wanted to check and see, see how, how he was doing with that. Right. So when she opens the door and helps him in, buckles him up and all that, I go ahead and ask him like, Hey, Miss so-and-so, how is Tiger doing? Is Tiger stay staying in Alexander's cubby when he's supposed to? And then she's like, well, Tiger has been coming out, but Alexander has been focused. So that's, that's good. That's what matters. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, good to hear. And then she was like, and something really sweet happened today. She was like, Alexander gave me a hug. He had never given me a hug before and just made her feel really special right that alexander gave her a hug i mean it's already march school's gonna be over in may this kid had never given his teacher a hug and it made me think why did my son take so long to give his teacher a hug and i asked him right i'm like hey you never given miss miss so-and-so a hug and he's like no and i'm like why not and he's like because i don't want to and i'm like okay, you know, that's a valid answer. And it took me back to how I tend to parent Alexander when it comes to his consent and his boundaries. Since Alexander could understand the words coming out of my mouth and could put things like words and items together, I've been explaining to him that nobody's allowed to touch his butt, nobody should touch his wee-wee, Nobody should touch him, kiss him, hug him if he doesn't want to. And I've always, always reiterated that to him. Like if 
he hardly goes over to to people's houses. I just recently actually started letting him go to the neighbor's house. They have a kid about his age and he goes over there and plays. Um, and I just started doing that because I'm just something I'm not comfortable with. And that's what I will share with you guys further on this episode, which is why I kind of gave a disclaimer in the beginning. Um, so I've always told him that. And when I thought back on how I've kind of parent him regarding, you know, his body and his boundaries, I kind of had a proud moment. I was like, I'm really glad my kid waited until he was comfortable to hug his teacher. He didn't do it because other kids are doing it or because she asked for a hug or for what he just waited until he felt comfortable doing so. And I'm so happy he did that. And again, this is something that I've always, um, encouraged Alexander to do, to have his boundaries. And really because of me growing up, not having that. And I think a lot of people can relate when we're little, especially from a Hispanic background, we're like, Abraza tu tía, salúdala, dale un beso, dale un abrazo, you know? And it's like, hug your aunt, your uncle, say hi, you know? And and yes, say hi. I always make sure he he says hi, he shakes a hand and all that. But the hugs and the kisses are up to him. I've always let him know that. So I guess because I kind of grew up that way, I, I've really always encouraged that into him. And it kind of dives in into... Um, my experience as a liberal girl. So um, just a little disclaimer, this is kind of where, where things are gonna take a different route. So when I was a little girl, um, I must have been in second or third grade because it was when I still lived in Mexico and um, I moved over here in the middle of third grade. So it had to have been the beginning of third grade or somewhere in second grade. I had all my aunts and uncles lived in the neighborhood, right? And um, I don't know if you grew up in Mexico, maybe you remember this, but a lot of people have little shops in their home with racks and they would sell uh, chips, cookies, Cokes, juices, whatever. And the kids in the neighborhood, you roll around in your bike. And when you wanted something, you would swing by and you would pick it up. And um, we had two of those in our neighborhood. One of them was my grandpa's friend, one of his really good friends. And then the other one was my aunt and my uncle. They had one at their house. So for whatever reason, we always used to go to the one of my grandpa, my grandpa's friend. That was like the go-to. But for whatever reason, that day we were riding our bike uh, on the other side of the neighborhood. And we ended up going to my aunt and my uncle's because they sold Cokes. So me and my friends wanted a Coke. And uh, I was like, yeah, my aunt has Cokes. I just go to her house. We'll buy them from her. And you know, she's a couple of blocks down. So we, we rode our bikes over there and my aunt wasn't home. It was just my uncle. He was sitting in the kitchen and I went in there and, um, you know, I asked him for, I don't know how many Cokes. And I remember this kind of clearly. And then at the same time, it feels like a dream, but I remember it was like in the evening time and the mosquitoes were coming in and they had eaten up my legs. Like, freaking attacked my legs. And I kept scratching my legs while I was in there and he was grabbing the Cokes to give to me or whatever. And uh, he noticed, right? He noticed that my legs, that I kept scratching my legs. So he's like, hey, what happened? And I'm like, 
this, you know, the mosquitoes or whatever. And then he's like, oh, look, they got you here. And like, um, he had sat down in his chair and then he kind of lifted my leg and put it on, on the chair. And he was like, look, they got you here and here and here, you know, and he was pointing at spots in my legs. And then he touched a part he's not supposed to touch, right? And he was like, did they get you here? And he was trying to, he, I remember him using this like baby voice, kind of like whenever you talk to a baby, like, where are your toes and where are this and that, right? And your little ears and your nose. And he did that, but obviously like, I'm not a baby, right? But I don't know if that was like maybe a voice that a person with that um, intention uses that voice maybe to make a kid feel comfortable. I don't know. And it was very quickly, which is something that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Um, thankfully, it's not a dark. Thankfully, things didn't escalate. And my experience was not as um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not sure what word I'm looking for, but there are terrible experiences out there that children have gone through and that, and you know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed that that's all it was for me. Right. Um, and I think that I'm able to talk about it because of my parents response, which is what I want to get into. Um, but that happened. Right. And I'm like, okay, whatever, grab the Cokes and I leave and I give the Cokes to my friends and we go hang out at this tree that we would always hang out at and we drink our Cokes before we go home. And, um, you know, I'm second, third grade, like I'm, I'm having these thoughts and I'm in my head, like I know my little brain is thinking like that was not supposed to happen. Like that wasn't okay, you know? Um, I didn't want to tell my friends. It was just very, I was very confused. So I go home and I don't remember if I showered before or after telling my parents, but I do remember crying in the shower and just feeling like something wasn't right. And um, yeah, it was it was strange for, for a little eight-year-old, nine-year-old. I'm not sure how old you are in that grade, but I want to say maybe eight, nine, seven. Um, <clears throat> And I'm able, like I mentioned, I'm able to talk about it today. And I think part of it is because of my parents' response. When I told my parents, and this goes for any parent out there, my parents didn't question me. My parents were never like, are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't here? Or are you sure it wasn't there? Are you sure it was your uncle? Was your aunt, are you sure your aunt wasn't there? Like things that would get a little kid to second guess his or her story. <clears throat> my parents didn't do that to me. My parents from the jump were, they were, they believed me. And my dad wouldn't talk to my uncle. I never went back there, you know, to that house. I never saw him or my aunt again. Um, I think I've heard of him like, but I, I've heard of him about him, I think when he passed. So that was it, you know, and Again, thankfully, my situation was an extreme and it's an experience that taught me a lot. And it's an experience that because of my parents and how they handle that situation, I'm comfortable talking about it. So 
and it's not easy. I, I, I'm pretty sure as I'm talking, I'm probably maybe pausing a lot or whatever. It's, it's not super easy to talk about it, but it is necessary to talk about these things because it's, it happens and it happens all the time. And unfortunately it happens a lot with family members, a lot. I, I had a, my friend's girlfriend used to work for human resources here in Texas and sexual abuse is really big in Hispanic families. Like really, it, it was like the number one, when there were um, reports made, they mainly were from Hispanic families. And it's, it's, it's crazy to think about it. And it's hard to believe. And that's one thing, like, again, like I was saying, my parents didn't question me. And I don't know if my parents received any backlash for confronting my uncle, right? I don't know if my uncle went and told other people. He probably didn't. I mean, who the fuck would go say something like that, right? Or if my dad mentioned it to maybe my other aunts and uncles, like, hey, watch out, the kids, don't send them over there. Like, you know, because my dad will probably do that. Like he'll watch out for, like, he's not going to want that to happen to anyone else. So I wouldn't be surprised if he did have that talk with other, you know, kids that go around there, parents of kids who go around there. And, um, and, um, so yeah, see, I'm a, I'm a little nervous talking about it, but I'm not sure my dad or my mom received backlash for that. Like, are you sure? Make sure she's right. Make sure she's ask her again. Like my mom never asked me again. My mom never brought it up again. As a matter of fact, me and my parents never really talked about it again. <clears throat> and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like it's not that we didn't talk about it because we just, Oh no, we can't talk about that anymore. Like that wasn't the case. <clears throat> It was more like I was a little girl, you know, I maybe my mom, I don't know, maybe now it would be a good time to ask my mom and, and maybe get her, her side of the story because I was her first child and maybe the way she had, she obviously handled the situation the best she could. And same for my dad. I was her first, her, his first kid, his little girl, how, you know, I'm sure he went the best way he could about it but I don't know what that way was. Right. So my parents never asked me about it, never brought it up. I'm sure they were constantly like observing me and my behavior and my reaction. And maybe my mom, if she would have seen something off, she would have brought it up like, Hey, let's maybe. Right. But I, it just never came up again. And I'm fine with that. It's never been like this burden in my heart that I've been carrying for years. It's never felt that way. It's I'm okay. Um, but it was very meaningful now, especially now too, that I'm a parent to see that my parents believed me and my parents didn't question me and didn't make me second guess myself. And that's very important. And when I record this episode and before I thought of recording this episode, the last thing I want to do is come off as a parent who's trying to tell you how to parent like oh make sure you teach your child consent and make sure you teach your child boundaries like you parent your child however you want that's just what I do and I think that I do that obviously because of my experience as a little girl um <clears throat> and 
But I think the most important, the biggest takeaway from me sharing this would be as parents to believe our kids to, if, if that ever comes up and I really pray to God, it never does. Um, you know, not to question our children because it it's, it's not easy to, to say it again. I wish I could remember if me crying in the shower was before or after I told my mom, um, because it could have been before, cause I was like scared. Like, how am I going to say this? How am I going to, you know, I don't, I don't really remember everything that was going on through my head. I just remember not feeling good. Like it wasn't a good feeling or if it was after and I was crying cause of like relief, like, Oh, finally I told my mom and like, you know, it felt good. So <clears throat> I don't really, I don't really remember, but, um, but yeah, I guess my, my main reason to the episode is to be aware because these things do happen a lot. Um, it, it is a real thing and it happens within families all the time, unfortunately. So believe our children, listen to our children and listen to not only what they say, but also pay attention to their reactions and emotions. You know, why don't they really want to hug uncle or uh, why don't they really want to go stay? <clears throat> why don't, why don't they really like it when so-and-so's older brother picks them up after school? Um, things like that. So just these little, these little brains, these little bodies have the right to, to their own boundaries, their own consent. So, um, let's be open to that maybe, um, to allowing them to, to start setting them themselves, but everything at its own time and everything when you're ready, because we all parent in a different way. We all go through different things that encourage us to to go about things differently. So, <clears throat> um, bit of a tough episode for me to record, but I'm glad I did. I hope you able, you're able to take something away as always. And, um, yeah, I, um, I'll leave it here. Don't forget to, to share this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and, uh, I will catch you guys on the next one.